0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to our first podcast with the This Means War sermon series. For those listening in today, this is Brian Smith, lead pastor at Westview Community Church. And with me is... This
1: is Dylan Meyer, a youth guy at Westview Community Church. Youth guy. Youth guy.
0: So our goal in this podcast each week is to look at the questions that you pose after the sermon on Sunday as we deal with spiritual warfare, because we know we can't hit everything. So we're... We're trying to hit on questions that maybe we don't hit on, and so we had actually several questions submitted for this week, and we're not going to answer one of them. (laughs) Let's just just start off there. Actually, they're really good questions, but they deal with topics that we're actually going to hit in our sermons. So there's a lot of questions about Satan, who Satan is, and Pastor Eric's going to deal with that a little bit more next week. So uh, we've submitted those questions to those who will be preaching down the road, and just so they're aware. Um, So... We didn't grab one of those questions, but we want you to keep submitting questions. You can email them during the week. You can fill them out on the Connect card on Sunday, uh, any of those ways. But we want to hear your questions so we can answer them in this podcast each week. And so we we took on a unique question this week. This is one that didn't come from you, but one we hear all the time. And Dylan, help me phrase this a little bit. But it'd be more of a Western culture, an American culture question is, why don't we see... Satan and spiritual warfare so evident around us in this culture versus other cultures that you hear about or watch documentaries about, things like that, where is that kind of? it's kind of a hard question to phrase, but I think.
1: Yeah, I think it's almost just like a general wrestling with the reality of spiritual warfare. Because in, in like this context, in this culture, we so easily dismiss it, um, but then we talk about it in sermon series and stuff like that, so it's, it's almost unavoidable but our natural response is to avoid it at all costs. Just ignore that it's even present.
0: And I think that's the the emphasis in this sermon series is the biblical worldview of what is spiritual warfare from the Bible itself. And we're largely sharing it with an audience that we would say in this culture is asleep, uh, kind of in a fog about And we believe that's one of the enemy's greatest strategies is to think he doesn't exist or he's not in a movement all around us and he's not affecting things. And so we believe our culture is asleep. But we want to kind of, so what we want to kind of do is we want to kind of share with you. This is, a I think, a really good article that was written uh, by Paul Heibert. uh, And he defines four worldviews. This is shared a lot. Four worldviews that exist out there when it comes to spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. And then we can see kind of where ours fits. And why other cultures, like when I'm here in America, I agree, why, does it, why do I sometimes not see this? But when I'm in developing countries, like in Africa and stuff, and I'm around a witch doctor, it, you feel the spirit world, oh, it's just incredibly different. So why is it about being in those two places, those different areas? I don't know. So we're going to kind of explain that today. I think the best way is to look at this article that where he defines four worldviews and we're going to share these four worldviews with you and where ours fits and maybe that will shed some light on on this topic so dylan you want to go first actually the first worldview we want to talk about is actually our worldview it is what they call the modern supernatural or natural worldview
1: yeah, You which want to try th- and give that in a nutshell? <laughs> yeah, which I think describes our Western culture really well. And kind of this whole wrestling is understanding the culture and the context of where it's coming from. Because scripture was written in a completely different context than we're in. Yeah. And I think that this article described really well the context that we find ourselves in. This, this Western, this modern idea, in a nutshell, is more, more or less that we struggle to rationalize spiritual warfare. If it's yeah. not what we would deem natural or explainable by science, which we absolutely love. Our culture is dominated by logical people, or at least we like to think so. If it doesn't fall within that realm, we tend to dismiss it and ignore it completely.
0: And so in the the modern supernatural worldview, which we see here in America, it's what they call dualism, that they believe there's... There's dark and and light forces fighting each other, God, angels, and demons. They're in a cosmic battle, but it's in the heavens. But when things get down to earth, like Dylan said, we explain them. So when we see this cosmic battle down here, we're going to be more apt to say, well, no, this is science, technology, or we try to take control of it. And so we separate that out. And that is commonly the reason why we don't see that. Yeah,
1: which I, I'm, re- I'm really glad that we're going through this sermon series, because I think we're kind of on the cuff of that changing. Um, for a long time, the Western culture has been dominated by this modern idea, but the more and more we shift into a postmodern view of culture, the less attached to logic and reason, we kind of become, we see people start to make more emotional decisions. And I know that you were talking to me just earlier today about how statistics show that there's more and more people giving validity to this idea of spiritual things being present. Even though we we have a hard time assigning ourselves to those things, we're willing to say that there are spiritual things present more so than I think we used to be.
0: Yeah, So, and, and we're seeing that change. We're seeing in our postmodern culture, we're, we talked about this on Sunday, where people are more spiritual now, are becoming more spiritual, that they're being more open to the fact that there is movement of cosmic forces in our daily life. And so we're getting maybe, even though it seems like we're getting further away from the Bible, we're actually probably getting closer to the biblical worldview of really how the cosmic forces, it brings them both together, than us separating them out and rationalizing. Yeah. So, so that's one worldview, and we, you know, Dylan and I were talking about this, we think in our modern Western worldview is why doesn't Satan show up and scream at us? Well, he doesn't have to. We're, we don't believe he's here. We don't, if I can rationalize with science or whatever of what's going on, whether it's illness or whatever or bad things happening, then he, he's already kind of won that tactic, right? And so... I think he leaves us in the fog and says that's where he's doing his best work.
1: Yeah, he does a really good job of trying to stay hidden, Yeah, which is ironically a lot of times right in front of our nose.
0: That's not what Hollywood would say. So, Well, let's jump into this second area. It's called a tribal worldview, and you would see this. This is where they see, it's not dualistic. There's not the cosmic warfare going, and there's our earthly world. They see everything wrapped together. They see... Uh, gods and ancestors and ghosts and humans and animals and nature spirits, everything's kind of related together in one single area. And in, in, in the tribalism view, um, the cosmic forces really aren't good or evil. It depends on the behavior of the people. If the people are good, then the cosmic forces, the gods, are good to them. If the people are bad, then the cosmic forces are bad to them. We call these animistic societies where uh, there's just this constant everything. They see the wind blowing, and they think if the wind's blowing good, it's a good uh, spiritual reaction. If the wind is blasting their hut over, it's evil.
1: Yeah, so help me bridge the gap here a little bit, Brian. What culture would I most likely see that thought process in?
0: So I think tribal views, I think our mind right away goes to maybe developing countries where they're very tribalistic, I think, and where you see animistic societies. I think some of my travels into the depth of, uh, of Africa deals a lot with uh, these type of tribal views where they did, they did everything. They see spirit movement in most everything that's going on around them, good or bad. And so I've seen it in that environment very clearly in some of the people groups we're reaching uh, right now with the Jesus film and things like that and where our missionaries are, are definitely tribalistic, mm. um, definitely animistic, where everything's kind of wrapped together, uh, and, and that impacts them in that way. I think that's one example. I yeah. think there's many others, but...
1: Yeah, no, that's helpful.
0: So, let, let's jump to a third worldview here, uh, and I'll let Dylan jump on this one. It's called the Indo-European worldview. Dylan, you want to kind of give us a broad overview of that one.
1: Yeah, so the general idea here is that um, good and evil are definitely at war in like the heavenly realm, and we're just kind of innocent bystanders in it. Whatever, um, whatever's going on with them, we're just kind of dealing with the aftermath. We're not directly involved, but we're present in it. Um, so we, we, the thought process is that humans really don't have much of a say, and they don't really have much to do with it. They're just kind of going wherever the wind takes them as the rest of it happens.
0: It's an old, uh, uh, it was a proverb, when the elephants fight, the grass suffers. And that's kind of what like this one is. It's yeah. The cosmic battle goes on, and humans are just an innocent bystander as the, as the cosmic battle. So we see this, uh, you want to name some of the different cultures where you see this Indo-European worldview?
1: That's, I don't know that I can put my thumb on one specifically. My brain almost jumps to like a, a Greek or Roman thought process almost.
0: That's a good one. And I think you see probably the one today that's probably strongest is Hinduism. I think this is where we see this one. It's in other cultures too, but Hinduism is, is a really good example of, of that. Um, so that was our third one. There is a fourth worldview. And that fourth worldview is the biblical worldview. And so you notice that we didn't necessarily say our Western worldview is a biblical worldview. It's Mm -hmm. got parts of it, but all these different worldviews. But we, over five weeks, are trying to share a biblical uh, warfare, spiritual warfare viewpoint. Um, Eugene Peterson wrote this. He he wrote, uh, this is a description of a biblical view of spiritual warfare. He said, there is a spiritual war in progress, It's an all-out moral battle. There is evil and cruelty. There's unhappiness and illness. There is superstition and ignorance. There is brutality and pain. God is in continuous and energetic battle against all of it. God is for life, and he's against death. God is for love, and he's against hate. God is for hope, and he's against despair. God is for heaven, and he's against hell. There is no neutral ground in our universe. Every square foot of space is contested in the spiritual warfare. So that gives us kind of a biblical, and I don't want to probably go too much in detail today, because this is a, every week we're talking about the biblical worldview, and trying to wake, awaken our church to realizing maybe when something is probably Probably scientific, or you know, not everything is spiritual, but also allowing so much more to come in our lives to see what the enemy is doing and, and the impact of that. Um, your thoughts on the biblical worldview? Is there anything you want to throw in there too, Dylan?
1: Um, I think for me, it's kind of eye-opening, uh, kind of like what we talked about earlier, to see the contrast between the biblical worldview and the worldview that I just kind of assumed matched up perfectly for most of my life. This wet, like this Western modern. Worldview, um, understanding the context of scripture written from, from what was originally a Hebrew culture and then moving into the Greco-Roman um, culture, you kind of see that contrast. Um, and some of it, I don't know, there's almost things within all of the worldviews that overlap. You can kind of see this thread of a universal truth that, that God is present and there is heavenly things um, that are active in the world that we see. Um, but there's some contrast, too, that I think that you see in the biblical worldview that is pretty stark from the middle, two that we talked about, the tribal and the Indo-European, is, is that there almost seems to be this thought process of, um, in the tribal one of, like, karma, that yeah. what we do affects what happens to us. And, and uh, the biblical worldview leans much harder on the character of God as yeah. something that's unchanging, not as dependent upon our actions.
0: And what's interesting too in a biblical worldview, what we'll go through in the next few weeks is that there is—it's not a dualistic. It's not us down here on earth and God and, and good and evil waging up there. It's all together, and but it also uh, it defines who demons are and Satan and it defines their goal of destroying God's people and God's effort through Christ to change everything, the power of the cross of victory. We talked so much about that on Sunday. We start with the cross, the power. But that we have weapons. This is what's unique, I think, about the biblical worldview is we have weapons. And this usually isn't defined as much in the other worldviews, but we have weapons of warfare. Every week we're going to talk about armor and weapons that we have, spiritual weapons and armor to fight a spiritual battle. Uh, and there's these things called power encounters where we have to be able to see, we have to get away from the dramatic, I think sometimes here in our Western culture, that if it's not sensational, it's not of God. God does miracles in such subtle Quiet ways. He moves powerfully in these power encounters through us. Um, when we intervene in somebody's life who's just lost and in darkness and we see them awaken to Christ and they come alive like we talked about on Sunday, that is a miracle and a supernatural, that's a power encounter. And we have to give credit to it, even if it's not super sensational. Mm-hmm. We gotta be careful of Hollywood. We gotta keep, you know, but in every week we're gonna shape this out of what the biblical worldview is. Mm-hmm. And there might be variances here amongst our audience of how you know what that all looks like, but I think we're, our goal is to awaken us, uh, awaken us, and um, and each week. So, so there you go. There there are four worldviews, um, and that kind of explains why here in a Western culture we don't see Satan as much. I think he lets us do that because then he wins. Any last thoughts about this before we?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that we talked about this early because I think it's going to be helpful to set up the rest of the series as we move into sermons and podcasts to see um, kind of the reality that scripture is painting, this idea of God reconciling all things that he created, which just thinking now he created the heavens and the earth both, and so the spiritual realm obviously is involved in this, and I think it does a really good job of opening our eyes to our role in it too, because I mean... Scripture talks about how we are co-creators. We have a role in God's reconciliation process. And sometimes we forget that this is a part of that, that he's redeeming all things and that we have a role in that.
0: Yeah, so why don't we hold up there today? We got five more weeks of this. You know, we would love to hear your feedback. We'd love to get emails, uh, get feedback on the podcast. We really want your questions on Sunday and during the week. So as Eric, Pastor Eric tackles uh, Satan as our opponent, as our covert opponent next Mm -hmm. week and defines more about him biblically and his role inside this spiritual warfare, uh, we just really encourage you to send us more questions. We'll keep putting these podcasts out every week, and we really appreciate you joining us today.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Thank you very much. We'll see you all on Sunday.